Welcome back. We are now officially in season two of everybody's favorite sports podcast, Unentitled Sports. Once again, you are with Ryan and and Lucas. Um, we're back. Season two is kind of starting in the off season of most sports, but we're coming up on football season. Um, I took a little break. I uh, went on a vacation to uh, to change my perspective. Um, just <laughs> I felt like in the last few episodes I was acting a little bit too entitled, and I figured. I would have to go to a place um, where the people are less fortunate than us, uh, the Netherlands and and Belgium. Um, that so is I, so unentitled of you. I know. I, I just he figured is, I, would, I would do some self-improvement and learning. And that's what I've done. Broadening, broadening his horizons, really taking his time and his effort and his money to put himself out there and explore and understand other cultures and other peoples and learn from them and become a more well-rounded person. Can we get a thank you, Lucas, in the comments? I think we should. Um, it's all about perspective here, and I can now say that my perspective is more, uh, it's just better than others. But it's not because I'm inherently better than other people, it's just that I've done the things that have made me better than other people, if that makes any sense. Yes, he's, earned, he's earned his entitlement. Exactly. And, well, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm entitled, <laughs> per se. I'm just more unentitled than other people. It's like, I, I'm not trying to say, like, like, the only thing that could put me ahead of another person is knowing that I'm truly so humble. Um, <laughs> so I'm more humble than them. That, that's why I'm better than them. Facts. Yes. Um, well, we, we've been through a lot. Uh, since our last episode. Yeah. We, if you want to quickly, we can talk about some major events that have happened. Yeah, while, while you were gone, Lucas, some very interesting things were not happening in the NBA. True. Kevin Durant is still a Brooklyn Net. Kyrie Irving is still a Brooklyn Net. Donovan Mitchell is still in Utah. DeAndre Ayton ended up back in Phoenix after all. But one player, very high-profile player, uh, different sport, Baker Mayfield now calls Carolina home. Um, and I don't think anyone cares more than what we have to say about that i agree with that um yeah i hear baker's uh he's trying to get that starting job i think he will um yeah there's no way he loses to sam darnold he sucks that would be really unfortunate although you did trade me sam darnold in our fantasy league um no i didn't oh, no, it was carson, it was carson wentz, wentz. same person honestly <laughs> in my head these players are just like carson wentz is a super bowl champion and mvp he's not an mvp I thought he won MVP he's that not year. MVP. No, you lied to me by telling me that he won MVP. That's how you got me to accept him. But um, I promise you he's not. <laughs> um, my thought process for them is that they're just two corny-looking white dudes, and uh, they're basically the same, and I think that we can all agree. Um, Carson Wentz is going to do nothing this year, which is totally fine. Um, however, in a sport that... Ryan plays himself. Uh, I guess there was some there was some action in in the draft for the NHL and and some free agency moves. Yes, there's been some. There have been some exciting uh, NHL uh, news that has broken in the past month or so. So we will quickly go over that. Da -da -dum, da -da -dum. For real. Um, first and foremost, Johnny Hockey, Johnny Gaudreau, uh, in the eleventh hour decided not to come back to Calgary, and he signed. An eight-year contract with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, and rumor has it is wow. he took less money to go to Columbus than he did Calgary. Wow. And Calgary is probably better than Columbus. So he must have really not liked it in Calgary. Clap it up. Clap it up for Johnny Hockey. <laughs> is Johnny Hockey, like, is it? did this come after Johnny football? It did. And are they saying he's, like, kind of like a cocky, you know, 
player like like Johnny Manziel, or, or nah. is it just like he's cool? He's just like kind of embodies the spirit of hockey, or no? Ah, uh, is it just because his name's Johnny? I think it's just because his, his name is Johnny. Johnny. Yeah. All right. Cool. He did. He did. Uh, he did file a, a a trademark for Johnny Hockey though. Really? He did, which I think is kind of douchey. Smart. It's just like in two K. <laughs> this is just like two K. He's working on his brand, building your brand, marketing himself. Yeah. Uh, in other words, uh, two-time Stanley Cup champion and a big piece of that uh, Tampa Bay dynasty. Not a big piece, but a not a small piece either. Uh, very good second liner. Andre Palat uh, decided to uh, pick it up, and he signed with the New Jersey Devils. Uh, and again, he was not one of the first-line stars in Tampa Bay, but he's a very, very important role player, so he will be missed in Tampa Bay. Uh, and the Chicago Blackhawks are accelerating their descent into into tankery and they traded away Alex DeBrincat uh to the Ottawa Senators and the Ottawa Senators also signed Claude Giroux and after spending several years in the basement Ottawa actually looks like a good team uh really the first time since they traded Eric Carlson uh they've got a bunch of good pieces in Ottawa um Brady Kachuk being one of them and speaking of the Kachuks uh probably the headline of the NHL offseason so far Matthew Kachuk getting traded to the Florida Panthers for Jonathan Huberto, and then both of them signing extensions with their new teams immediately. And to put this in the basketball terms, Lucas, I was thinking about this to help you you understand. Thank you. So Matthew Kachuk is probably comparable to, I would say, Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker. Okay. You know, he's in his... He's a young, like, yeah, he's solid in his mid twenties. Maybe not top five, like young. Definitely players. not top five, but yeah. No, I'm talking about young oh, players. Oh. You know, maybe not around top there. five, he's but like the young guys, yeah. but like you know, in that kind of second tier of young mm-hmm. star talent. Yeah, and I'd say Jonathan Huberto is kind of like Bradley Beal. Okay. Um. So, so someone more established, older, but not not with the same kind of potential. Right, yeah, well, just because they're older. Just because um, they're older. And Jonathan Huberdeau was, like, second in the league in scoring this year. That kind of came out of nowhere, kind of like when Bradley Beal averaged 30 points. That kind of came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so big trade in the NHL. Um, yeah, seems like it. And a couple other pieces going to Calgary, because Matthew Kachuk, in terms of trade value, was uh, the biggest piece, and Florida really had to play, pay a king's ransom for him. They also sent uh, Mackenzie Wegar and, I believe, a first-round pick. Um, which is a hefty price to pay, but Kachuk is good. Um, and finally wrapping it up, actually, uh, before we go to San Jose, uh, in the draft, Shane Wright, the consensus number one overall pick fell all the way to fourth, um, to the Seattle Kraken and excuse me, if you are the Seattle Kraken, uh, you have to be stoked that you guys got Shane Wright. Uh, he has the chance to be your franchise's first superstar, and he has everything he needs to be the number one overall pick. Uh, for whatever reason, Montreal decided not to take him at number one. Excuse me. And oh my God, we got the Burp Podcast. Yeah, well, we we'll, we'll we'll decide if we want to edit that out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he has number one pick potential. He's really good, and for some reason, he slid to fourth. Uh, but if you're Seattle, you don't care, and you got to be stoked to have your franchise's first uh, bona fide superstar. And then finally, wrapping it up uh, in San Jose, uh, we got our new GM and our new head coach. Uh, our GM, Mike Greer, is also the first 
uh, black general manager in NHL history, so congrats to him. Hats off. And David Quinn, former coach of the New York Rangers and the United States national team, is now going to be behind the bench in San Jose. And to start their tenure together, they decided to trade Brent Burns to the Carolina Hurricanes. And that one was a that one stung. Um, that really stinks. Because he was a fan favorite. He was the face of like he was the face of the NHL for a year, not only because of how like not because he was the best player, but he was you know one of the best defensemen, but also just because of the way he looked and his yeah. personality. I remember um, being a, a Sharks fan in like you know 2012 to like 2014, where that was like the the peak of when I was a Sharks fan, uh-huh. and I remember us getting Brent Burns, and everyone was talking about his slap shot being like. Yeah, the fastest in the league, a hundred mile an hour swap shot or something like that, and uh, it's sad to see him go because he was on our on our team for such a long time, and he was really on, one of the only players that like now I could be like, oh, who's on the Sharks? Oh yeah, Logan Couture, right? Yeah, and, then, uh, and Brent Burns. <laughs> yep, right? that, that, those are the guys that I know now. So, yeah. So it's it's dwindling by the day, and I think that we're coming up on the day when we see Logan Couture go as well. Yeah. My question for you is: out of all of these hockey names, which I totally know, um, <laughs> who has the least amount of teeth? Oh, Burns. Okay, other than Burns, because obviously other than Burns, Burns doesn't have teeth. Uh, I think Claude Giroux. He's missing a bunch of teeth. I, I think that's really the only way you can like, like, there's two measure ways a hockey player. Like, measuring measuring hockey <laughs> players. Like, how much, how many teeth do they have? First of all, and then second of all, how complicated is it to pronounce their last name? <laughs> and I think that Kachuk. You would be very surprised as how as to how you would spell Kachuk. Um, please go ahead and comment down below what you think Kachuk is spelled. It's not that. <laughs> um, so I think that gives him an edge too. So I'd say, uh, uh whoever got Kachuk, oh my God, <laughs> Kachuk, they won that trade. So, they did. uh, Bradley Beal, uh, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, sucks, sucks to see Burns go, but from a strictly hockey standpoint, it's absolutely the right move because the Sharks have been, um, trying to delay, you know, trying to turn a blind eye to an inevitable rebuild for three years now. And now we're finally embracing it. It's the right thing to do. Uh, there's no point in keeping a 37-year-old Brent Burns on our team when we suck. Uh, so we did the right thing by getting rid of him uh, from a hockey standpoint, but from a sentimentality standpoint, it stinks. Yeah. Um, all right, and now we can switch gears in our conversation to yeah. a more equitable topic. Lucas, I'll let you take it away, though. Yes, baseball. Unfortunately, this is something that still stinks. Um, <laughs> as you know, we're two Bay Area sports fans. I am a fan of the San Francisco Giants. Ryan is a fan of the Oakland A's. Right now, AAA baseball, the question baby. for me is who is it worse to be? Because right now, okay, I'll just outline what's going that on is, with the Giants. That is an offensive question, You can, you can feel that way. You can feel that way. I, I would disagree, but, but I'm going to outline what's been happening with the Giants, right? Going into the All-Star break, we're a pretty good team. We seem like we're, we're right there in the hunt for the wild card spot. Um, we're not playing nearly as well as we did last year, which is fine. That's to be expected. We lost Buster Posey. We lost uh, we lost uh, Kevin Gosman. So, you know, the team's not going to be as good, but we're, we're very up and down. Um, going into the trade deadline, we decide to become sellers, right? We sell off Kirk Casale. We sell off Darren Ruff, which actually ended up being a pretty good trade. Um, yeah, I was going to say, are those guys really that good? In that in that same time when we decided to just sell two players that weren't you know impact players who are their, who are their nba player comps like Roy casale like royce o'neill and yeah maybe. patty mills like <laughs> yeah like literally they're, no they're not they're not very good but for the giants the giants have always been a team that just takes a bunch of players that like aren't that good and not like that they're, they're like the a's because they're like actually shit 
like players who like were were good at one point in their career and then they come back to play for the Giants and then they somehow all come together. Gabe Kapler has, does a great job um, uh, putting people in. But um, at the same time that we decide to make these tiny little moves, Juan Soto gets traded to the fucking Padres, the, one of the worst places it could possibly go to. And I can think of a place was, that would be worse for a Giants There fan. was no one of the worst. There's two two options that are the worst. And he decided to go to the second worst, luckily. Um, but the Giants have just not decided to spend any of their money. We have so much money. We freed up $60 million that in sounds cap space awful. last year. I am so sorry and, to hear that. And I, I can see where you're coming from. It's a terrible problem to have. As an A's fan. But you, can, you have an excuse, right? <laughs> For the A's, the A's are just shit. That's fine. They don't have any money. The reason why the A's suck is because no one goes to the games. No one pays attention to the team. No one buys merch. That they're not making any money. Well, what's the cause and what's the effect? Do you I, th- th- I think it's 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 close. Or is it, or I think it, it has a two way street. I think it has to do with the market, um, because first of all, just being in Oakland in general, it's like a small market. You're not going to be able to like sell out the, the Coliseum, no matter how well, how good you are. You're not going to sell out the Coliseum every night. You know, it's that's just not mm-hmm. going to happen. But if you are a bad team that isn't exciting, you know, it doesn't have like an exciting player, then. No one's gonna show up. Mm-hmm. You know the A's do always overperform, but still no one shows up. So if you don't have any revenue, you're not gonna have payroll. That's simple as that. The Giants have the third, have the fourth biggest. Get this, get this guy an econ degree right now. <laughs> Thank you. No, I'm I'm spitting facts over here. The Giants have the fourth fourth biggest revenue in the entire league. Largest. Shut the fuck up. Why does that matter at all? You said largest when I said biggest. What is what is a synonym? Look up look up synonyms for largest. I guarantee the first one is going to be biggest. <laughs> okay, well. The Giants just don't their biggest, their fourth biggest, their fourth biggest revenue. They don't spend any money. It doesn't make any sense. I get we're trying to make money, but it pisses me off as a franchise as a as a fan of this franchise. Because I want us to go out and be like the Padres, who have way less money than us. Go trade for Juan Soto. Try to sign him in free agency. Go be like the Dodgers. Go out and sign Trey Turner and 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 Max Scherzer and anyone who you want. Just be a fucking super team. That's what I want. I don't like us to be where we are right now and competing for a wild card spot. And we're not doing very good at it. You poor thing. That sounds awful. So would... you can explain to me why it's worse to be in your situation. <laughs> Because we will, until we get a new, once we get a new stadium, we are never going to not win a World Series. But here's, here's, here's where I'm not following your argument. You play in a nice stadium. Right. Over the water. Yes. That sells out. It's great. And you can pay players more than $10 million a year. It's true. And you can make the playoffs. Yes. And when you make the playoffs, you can expect to get past the first round. Okay. And... Maybe even win one World Series, or two World Series, or three World Series. Eh, okay. And we're in 106 games. Well, all right. <laughs> However. 107, by the way. 107. Thank you. You don't play in a concrete pit that smells like cigarettes and piss. That's true. You don't have to worry about every three years losing your entire team. Yeah, that's fine. That's true. You don't have to worry about all these players that you watch develop and get good these homegrown players, and they're like, wow, I can't wait for him to be in a Yankees uniform in two years. Yeah. You know, you know, you don't have to worry about that. And with the A's, it is impossible to, like, 
I this is my theory. The A's will not be able to win a World Series because you need to keep the core of a team together for over three years for them to get good enough. I mean, obviously this isn't mathematically impossible, it's but like probably true. I, it's, I, it's, I can't think of a team. That... Yeah, incredibly difficult for a team or for for the you know like you can be a you know I think it when when the, you know in 2018, 2019, 2020, you know with the Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, Marcus Semien. You know, Loriano, Manaya, Montas, Bassett A's. You know, the caliber and the core of that team was good enough to win a World Series, but it just wasn't, the core wasn't around for long enough and didn't have enough experience and didn't have enough tries to make it happen. Mm-hmm. To, you know, I, and I, here's the thing if you're never going to keep the core of your team around for more than three years, you can never expect to go to a World Series. And here's the thing until the A's build that stadium, they are not going to sell tickets, and then they are not going to be able to keep players, and then they're going to be able to sell even less tickets, and then they're not going to be able to keep players for even less amounts of time, and it just like it's a, it's a problem that keeps compounding on itself. It's true. I, I I totally understand what you're saying. It's a miserable experience, but I hate to say it, and I think that I think you could probably agree with this statement here. The only thing you can do as an A's fan is just stop watching baseball, right? You <laughs> I've have, done that this year. And and you have. Like, you, you just pick a different team, maybe, you know? like No. Like, okay, you don't have to pick a different team. But <laughs> if like, I'm picking, like, I'm not going to stop watching baseball and then start watching baseball with another right, team. That's right. like, but, but baseball's you, not that attractive to me. I just can't, I can't see how, uh, with a poor, like a, like a franchise that's just in a, in a terrible state, that is the A's, with really no way out other than to just move, um, I don't you know, know. You can't. You can't I will. Ex- I will offer my glimmer of hope. Can't expect anything from them. What? How I? I? I view baseball. I really want, right? If if my team is out of the hunt, I won't care, right? I'll I'll go pick another team and I'll be like, whatever. Like, sure. I, I hope the Braves win again this year because I like the Braves. All right. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna worry about it. If so your you're a bandwagoner. Is, is no. I'm not band. I'm not saying that. That's. I wouldn't claim. You should. Their, you should. You should. Uh, hop on the Dodgers their, bandwagon. Yeah. <laughs> nice. you, should, you should be for the Dodgers. I this wouldn't year. claim that. No. That's the other thing is is I get to go and root against the Dodgers. I I watched That's true a few years you ago. Always we, get we to root against bad. the Dodgers in the twenty twenty season. I watched more Dodgers games than I watched Giants games because all I would do is just root against the Dodgers. <laughs> and that's way more fun than watching your team that says garbage. But <clears throat> it's it's a different kind of frustration. You have, you have an excess. It's different, but it's not worse. Mine, mine's like mine's like you know. It's also you're, a you're getting you're getting cucked at the end. Right at the end, you know, you have the opportunity. If you have ups and downs, all of a sudden, oh, we're going on a five-game win streak. Okay, it's looking pretty good. Yeah, but then, oh, we don't spend any money at the deadline. Oh, now all of a sudden we lose seven games in a row after the All-Star break. And now we're five and a half games out of the wild card spot. It's slowly <laughs> slipping away from our fingers. And that is, is the most sad thing, I think, in my opinion. You th- I, I seriously don't know how you can hear the words that are coming out of your mouth and truly, honestly, at your core, believe that that is worse than being an A's fan. Like, I, I can't tell if you're serious or not. Okay, like, there, there's, a, there's an appeal to being a fan of a garbage team. Here's the appeal. Wait, wait, sorry. It's kind of funny. Rewind that. Say it one more time. I'm saying there's, a, there's an appeal to being a, being a fan of a putrid team, <laughs> a team that, that has no hope. There's an appeal to that because you know what? You go to the games and you know they're going to lose, and that's okay. You're not there for the, to watch your team win. You're there to enjoy the experience, to watch some of your favorite players get up to get up to the bat and and hang out with your fellow A's fans. I'm you know there what? to get a sunburn and 
Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, it's a vibe. I'm I'd just... rather be a fan of a good baseball team than pay money to get a sunburn and watch my team lose and be in Oakland. Well, then why are you an A's fan? That doesn't make any sense. You actually had the choice to be a Giants fan. You're from the Bay Area. Your brother's a Giants fan. No, nah, bro, chose I'm from. to be an A's fan. No, 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 no. Let's not get it. I'm from Oakland, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Oakland. I'm yeah, I'm five one zero. I am I am from I am from I'm East Bay. Danville. In my blood. <laughs> Born in Oakland. I am an yeah, Oaklander. Yeah. I'm from um, the town. Okay. Respect. Respect to that. You That's not really all I have to say about the Giants. Um, Fuck all these fake East Bay Danville kids. That bandwagon <laughs> of the bandwagon of the fucking Giants. You are in you are in fucking A's territory. And you pretend they don't even fucking exist. Fuck you guys. If you're, for all our listeners that are Giants fans that live in the East Bay, I have two words for you. Fuck you. You are you. The A's need you. We need you. And if like here's the thing, if all the Giants fans who should be A's fans were A's fans, then the A's wouldn't be in this shithole of a situation. But you know what? Family first. Family ties. It's in my blood. I'm an A's fan. Green and gold. I bleed green and gold. And there ain't nothing that's going to change me being loyal to the A's. I don't care how much they suck. It's more than baseball. It's Oakland. I'm Oakland. The A's are Oakland. I'm an A's fan. All right. What you didn't see was him throwing up gang signs while he said that whole thing. <laughs> yeah. he threw up several, Shout out Roos. 510 Roos. Several gang signs. Um, Comment I, which ones you I think, think they were. I think, you know, aside from this debate, um, there were some interesting things that happened at the deadline. Um, a similar situation, but in a different way. It's kind of a mix of what's going on with the Giants and the A's is what's happening with the Orioles. And the Orioles are a kind of, you know, team that no one really thinks about, but I have an opinion on what they're doing and I really disagree with it. The Orioles are currently like I think they're four games above five hundred and they're half a game out of the wild card spot in the AL. And what they did at the deadline was they went and traded Trey Mancini, who is really like their best player, other than I guess Cedric Mullins. I think Mullins is having like not as good a year as he did last year. Yeah, I, but like really, it's it's them been, too. It's, it's been them Mancini. Too. Like that. That's the guy for for as long. You know, he he's also a cancer survivor too. Like, I know. Yeah, he's, he's got an inspirational story. If like he if you're loves an, him, an people Orioles love him fan, you definitely have like a Mancini jersey. And they go ahead and they trade Mancini at the deadline, which I think sends a terrible message to the rest of the team. But really, what right? I, yeah, if, if I'm an Orioles player, it feels like. It feels like my front office doesn't believe in my team. Yeah, and no, exactly. And I think that as a team like the Orioles, which are another small market team similar to the A's, mm-hmm. I think if you have the opportunity to make the playoffs, you need to sell out and do that. Because baseball is baseball. Any team can win. You look at the Braves from last year. They had the worst record in, in the playoffs, and they won. And the Nationals won a World Series. It's just about getting to the playoffs, and then you never know what happens. Kansas City. In one month. You know, Kansas City, Exactly. So if you're the if you're the Orioles, when do you think this better opportunity to make the playoffs is going right. to come? Well, and even too like, you know, you're the Orioles. You've had a hundred losses for four seasons in a row. Yeah. You know, it, it's like you're kind of like the Kings. Like making the playoffs is really something to celebrate. It's and huge. it's like, like at what point are you going to decide not to suck anymore? Exactly. Are you going to wait till you get enough draft picks and then all like, of a sudden one one time you're going to have three years like of, in, of sucking you know, of not sucking as much? But guess what? Even in that time, you're not going to be good enough to win your division. There's no fucking way. Mm-hmm. You're the Orioles. Like you guys, you guys are going to be lucky enough to get a wild card spot. Right. For as so, long as you play in the same division as Boston and New York, you're going to have to you're going to have to rely on a wild card berth. Like yeah. so, I, I I totally disagree with, mm-hmm. with what they did at the deadline, but. 
I still think it's it's an inspiring team. If that team is able to make the wild card, they are my team. You know, other than the Giants, of course. Giants, well, Giants are my team. But like, if if the Giants saying if the Giants don't make it, I will root for the Orioles if they also make it. Now I'm gonna say that the Orioles championship is my team. I'm not a fucking Orioles fan. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if I have to pick one team to win, I would prefer that it would be the Orioles. Yeah, I see a lot of similarities with this year's Orioles. Well, before they traded Mancini. And the twenty four or sorry the twenty twelve Oakland days, because you know that was, you know in in my um, advanced two thousand eleven two thousand twelve baseball knowledge. Yes, yes, for real. He, he has probably the best two thousand eleven baseball brain. Mm. I I know around. more I know more about baseball from two thousand eleven than I do now. Um, anyways, uh, two thousand twelve was the first time the A's made the playoffs since I started following baseball, and it was the first time they made the playoffs in a while. Um, it, Caught everyone by surprise. You know, everyone's like, oh, Oakland's been garbage for 10 years. Just another year of Oakland being garbage. And that ragtag team put, you know, put together a squad that um, won the division. They won the division on the last day of the season. Uh, ended up losing in five games to the Tigers in the ALDS. But um, but that they, they built a core of the team that made three playoff trips and was really good. You know, the, that was the first... I don't think Donaldson was on this team, but that was the first time that the Donaldson, Reddick, Brandon Moss, Coco Crisp, A's, um, Yoana Cespedes made the playoffs. Um, and that, that's that's how you and, started. Yeah, Baltimore started. Baltimore has a chance to do something like that. And yes, I know the A's didn't end with a World Series, but those three years of making the playoffs, like that has been that has been the high. Like the the peak of being an A's fan, exactly. And and like if you're the Orioles, you deserve to give Orioles fans three years of playoff baseball after sucking for so long. Yeah, I think this is something we can both get behind because it's really a, a combination of the two struggles that we have. Yeah, so, um, we're both rooting for the Orioles, go Orioles, but we don't like the the management. Um, something else that is being, let's say, mismanaged um, <laughs> is the situation. Speaking of mismanagement, going on in Russia. With you, I'm just kidding. With Brittany Griner, and, and were you, you going to say Ukraine? With Brittany Griner, um, it's funny. Right, as soon as you say Brittany Griner, the dog starts barking. What does that mean? Yeah, he, he has an opinion. <laughs> you want? Yeah, no. He says nine years is too much. Yeah. I agree. She got sentenced to nine years in prison. Um, obviously, that's probably for not having weed, go which down. is crazy because I am smoking a joint. No, I'm kidding. Um, Brian does not do that. He's right. Way too lame. Um, <laughs> have you Have you seen that that clip of uh, that ESPN show where they have um? Um, it's the one with Mike Wilborn or Wilborn, um, and and they ask and they have the Migos on, and they ask him, "All right, last question: Which one of you guys smokes the most weed?" And then they all look at each other and they go, "We don't smoke weed," and then wink at the camera. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Um, That's a good one. Yeah, um, yeah, I think. Brittany but Brittany Griner, Griner does. Brittany Griner is a stoner. It's confirmed. <laughs> um, I don't know how Brittany Griner YSL confirmed. Should we smoke him when she gets back home? Um, right yeah. now, I think it's it's a really tough situation. Obviously, the deal that's been put up is like is a, a very notorious arms dealer for her. Um, I think it will and a marine go down and a marine and a marine. Yeah, we um, get a marine back, which I think will go down. I don't I don't see a insert joke where... about adding a draft pick here. Who's getting drafted exactly? No, like it's a joke, Lucas. Okay, I, I don't understand it. <laughs> like, so you know how we're trading, and you know how right. trades oh, have draft picks. Throw in a first round. Yeah, pick. exactly, exactly. Yeah, that, that's where yes, I was going yes, with that. Yes, Good job. Yes. He got it, guys. If you see, if you see a uh, 
uh, a Masha Kalakatish get go go in the first round of the WNBA draft this year. You know why? Um, <laughs> that was my Russian name. Um, but yes, this is this is awful. What are we, what are we talking about here? Reiner, <laughs> bring BG home, free BG. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it, it's it's a pretty complicated issue. Uh, in case you didn't know. Um, I'm so glad we're unpacking it in such a methodical way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're really getting to the bottom of of the global, you know, political... The socio-political climate. Can we just talk about the socio-social climate of America? (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think on paper, trading a basketball player for a convicted arms deal isn't a great look, but obviously there's so much more to that. And there's also another way to look at it, too. If you are an American citizen, and there are 350 million of those, there's a good chance that this Russian arms dealer will have zero impact on your life whatsoever. All his work is probably done in the Middle East, or the former Soviet Union, or who knows elsewhere. But chances are, if you're an American citizen, this guy poses no threat or no impact to your life whatsoever. So instead of deciding to be, you know, X, Y, and Z about it, you know, different forms of being upset, you could just be happy that we get two Americans who are wrongfully imprisoned back home. You could just put America first and be happy that two Americans are getting home after being wrongly imprisoned in a dictatorship. You know, you could choose to look at it that way, but, you know, that would just make way too much sense, right? I think that's an interesting way. Like, obviously people are, are, you know, like, what's been going on with Russia and Ukraine is, like, sparked this, like, huge animosity towards Russia recently, which is, like, very valid. And if it, I think if it wasn't in a time like it is right now, maybe there wouldn't be the same kind of, like, backlash mm-hmm. towards, like, you know, freeing this guy and making this trade. But it's, like, to do anything that benefits Russia is just... Now it's such a sensitive thing. Yeah, it is. Um, we've been giving, obviously, like, billions of dollars to Ukraine in the fight. Um, and I think that, you know, everyone around the world kind of supports Ukraine and what's going on. So... To, to do something that's going to be beneficial for the Russians is just like so, it's so tough right now to do that. Um, but I, my perspective is a good point. as an American citizen, you'd like to see, you know, another American citizen freed because two of them. S- two imagine, of them. imagine this, right? You go to Russia, you bring a wax pen, they put you in jail. What do you think's going to happen? Wouldn't you want your country to come and get you? Like that, that's sort of what, what I would I would hope would happen for, right. for me. So it's like if everyone sees this public example of this, and we don't get like get Brittany Griner back, it looks way worse on the U.S. government mm-hmm. to like how they're going to treat their citizens. So right. I think there's there's an aspect we want of that. we want a government that can prove it can be there for its citizens. Right, it, and it, it's a tough it's a tough decision to make, and obviously whichever way it happens is going to be like it's going to be like you know there's going to be people who disagree with it, there's going to be people mm-hmm. who agree with it. Um, you know, literally right. either way. And I don't think it's like a, it's a political thing in terms of right. like Republican Democrat. It's just like people yeah. are going to not like giving up our arms deal. People are going to not like not getting back. Right. Reiner. So, you know, that one of those things is going to go down. Right. Well, then there are these, you know, there's a plethora of whole other, other topics that people are trying to make relevant that shouldn't be relevant. You know, it's like, oh, it's because, you know, if this were an NBA player, yeah, he'd be free in a day. And while that's, you know, if this happened to LeBron, he would be free before he goes to sleep, which, you know, is probably true. But to play devil's advocate, 
you know, that doesn't necessarily make it more okay. Right. You know, if, if, if your argument is, you know, well, a arms dealer, you know, in, in the context of, you know, uh, a prisoner swap, an arms dealer is not of equal value to a basketball player. And, you know, you're not wrong, but, you know, as I mentioned before, there are multiple ways to look at it. And also, too, it's it's a two-for-one, which in a purely utilitarian, humanistic aspect, two-for-one is pretty good. Um, but, yeah, you know, there's the whole thing, oh, she's a, it's, you know, she's a woman, it's, you know, she's black, it's, you know, XYZ. You know, I, I think that's just a lot of noise. Um, I, I think the one valid argument is, well, if this were an NBA player, he'd be home in a day. And while that is true, I don't think it's I don't think it's because she's a woman that she's not getting home. I think it's just because NBA players are so elevated. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, in, in society, it's, it's, it's sort of back to what I was saying about like how everyone's watching the situation. Mm-hmm. It's like if it was someone who was more famous, then more people would be watching and there right, would be yeah. more pressure on our government to get that person back. Right, yeah. Um, from from the US government standpoint, a WNBA player was the worst worst person that Russia could get their hands on. Because either way it's like the WNBA is just you know, it, it's it's kind of a sensitive topic, you know, in terms of you know, like once once it becomes more than just about the WNBA, there are some people who are like, Oh, you know, WNBA should be treated equally as all sports and there's some people who are like oh you know it's you know it's like let's not this isn't they aren't deserving the same exceptions as all athletes are and then there's some people like athletes period aren't deserving of exceptions you know it's like no one really knows like who is and isn't deserving of exceptions and you know like if someone's arguing for or against exceptions you know no one really knows like well you think that just because you're sexist or oh you think that just because you're crazy, you know, just X, Y, and Z. Yeah, there's just um, a, a lot more, like, topic of conversation because right. it's a WNBA player. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. You know, like, you know, if if Russia got their hands on LeBron, you know, uh, you know, they know America gets them home at all costs in a day. But, you know, because Russia got their hands on a WNBA player, they know that, like, there's this big debate that's going to go on about it, which is, which is really unfortunate. Um, but, you know, I'm sure Russia is licking their lips and you know, rubbing their hands together at how they were able to, you know, kind of stir up this controversy in the United States, you know, that, like, really, like, the only the only way that this could have happened is through a WNBA player, which is unfortunate. Um, but yeah, Russia, Russia, Russia really got the United States government by the balls and, you know, picked the person who, no matter what the government does, there are going to be a lot of people who think they made the wrong choice. Um, but... Such yeah. is life. Yep. Um, and that's what we do on this podcast. We just tackle the tough topics. We're yeah. going to go on to the next tough topic. Um, I think a little bit less tough. Uh, <laughs> I mean, less tough. tough. In, Whoa, in, are you? In what's right and wrong here. I think that we, we, there's, a, there's a pretty there, clear. There is a much more clear right and wrong. wrong. Yes. And, and uh, that's Deshaun Watson, um, who will be likely starting for the Cleveland Browns this year uh, after a six-game suspension pending appeal. Um, Deshaun Watson was. I don't accused. think that I. Th- I think that appeal. You you make it f- seem like that appeal is a foregone conclusion. It's not going to get upheld. I think it will because Roger Goodell had the privilege of appointing the judge. The the judge for the appeal trial. Yeah. So I, it's like I, I don't know. I'm so ima- I imagine you and me getting an argument, and I get to ask my dad who wins the argument. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but 
I, I see what you're saying, but what I also saw was that on week eight, the Browns are playing in a, a, a nationally televised <laughs> Sunday night game, um, which makes me think that the suspension is going to be pushed towards one extra week, meaning that that or, well, Sunday when, night... Do you, know when, you don't know when Cleveland has their bye week, do you? No, I don't. But I'm just saying that I think that Sunday night on a nationally televised game, for that to be Deshaun Watson's first game back... In almost two years. That would just do insane numbers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I just don't be surprised if this, is, if this appeal pushes it to seven games. Um, you know, I think <laughs> the NFL re- recommended a suspension of one year. That's um, what they're. That's what they are pushing for. So, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, honestly, like, it's it's really just interesting how like certain things get punished in the NFL versus others. Like, right. This is a very serious thing. Like, uh, upwards of twenty sexual assault 30, allegations. Yeah, upwards of thirty. And um. And you know, come on. Like, there's some statistical like analysis you can do to prove that it's almost impossible that he didn't do any of these things right yeah it's it's very clear i think in everyone's mind that at least he's guilty of some of this and (laughs) he's guilty of at least doing one thing that should get him like that should be anybody if if, if you yeah well yeah you should go to jail and you know be put on a sex offender registry and never be employed again yeah and but it doesn't matter because he's really fucking good at football so so because he helps fantasy fantasy players, yeah, yeah fantasy <laughs> owners win their championship. I am so excited to see who's going to take Deshaun Watson in my fantasy league. Yeah, this year. that's going to be an interesting one. Um, but but <laughs> I'm I'm so excited to see who takes him and why it'll be me. <laughs> Kidding, I'm in the kidding. second round. Yeah. Um, but Calvin Ridley, right, right? Yeah. Calvin Ridley's got a 17 game suspension for putting a parlay on games that he wasn't even playing in. Right. Just Which just yeah, like, and you know what Calvin Ridley did is. Not okay, and I think he should be punished for it. But should he be punished three times as long as Deshaun Watson, considering what Deshaun Watson did? Absolutely, Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, if, if, if that were... There was an objective judge that apparently assigned this six-game suspension, and that's like, you know, you're, you're deciding, like, crimes going into, like, NFL games suspended for. And whatever that, like, formula is... <laughs> came, whatever the algorithm with, is, yeah. With illegally betting is 17 games... Potentially sexually sexually assaulting thirty women, yeah. six games. You know, yeah, you get you get suspended about twelve minutes of a football game for every woman you sexually assault. Yeah, and you get suspended whatever sixty times seventeen is for how many parlays you put. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it, 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 the 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 math is incredibly disproportionate. You know, it's like it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, however, I am interested to see how it's going to go, and, you know, I hate to say it, but I'm probably going to watch Deshaun Watson's first game. Like, I'm, you know, it's, it's this, this huge controversy is like, it's going to bring eyes to the Browns. Not in a good way, but it's, this is what the NFL does. <laughs> yeah, the, Br- the Browns like, are used to having eyes on them for the wrong reason, though. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm just saying, like, I think, you know, it's, is the NFL behind this in any way, like, because obviously pushing the story is like getting the NFL in the in the media a lot. And well, right, and, and the NFL the NFL has proven that no matter how horrible crooked things their players do, people will still watch the NFL. So yeah. at this point, the NFL does not care about its reputation because it knows it knows it is it is impervious. Yeah, um, which is just it's just a crazy thing. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's really all I can say. About when will when will Andrew Tate get an NFL contract? Andrew Tate. 
um, I think he'd be too alpha for the NFL. <laughs> Everyone else would just would just cry True. in his presence. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, I think that's all I have to say. Greenberg. Yeah, I think I think that I think that, that about wraps it up today. Well, thanks for coming back for season two of Unentitled Sports. We'll make sure to keep you guys in the loop. We're gonna try to keep uploading these um, more consistently, and uh, I think that we'll see you guys next week. Yes, you will be hearing from us next week. Hopefully the sports world gives us uh, some more NBA content because that is, does seem to be our forte. Yes. But if not, fear not. We'll, uh, we'll we, will, we will keep delivering top quality content. We'll be talking about the socioeconomic and political um, problems of yes. the world Yes. On, here on Unentitled Sports. And maybe even some soccer content too. Maybe not. Maybe we don't <laughs> have to. All right. Well, see you guys next week.